0: To married at the Movies, the podcast where a married couple discuss their often very different views on movies. And In this week's episode, we're going to talk about our top 10 movies of 2020. Now, what does top 10 mean to us?
1: Good question.
0: So, I mean, you could call it favorite, you could call it best, you can call it important. And yes, an average of what favorite and best and important mean, and then picked our top. 10 that we mm-hmm. you know feel the strongest about in some way yes um positively oh, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. negatively because we've already discussed wonder woman <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so yeah so it, it, it does that mean these 10 movies should in our opinions be the you know well nine nominees for best picture at the oscars no not necessarily you know it's just what we really feel strongly about this year and mm-hmm. want to champion as we look you know back on the year that was 2020
1: plus any the oscars i don't even think are always like the best films you know yeah anymore. well
0: we can have a whole podcast yeah. special when they you know announce the nominees for this year if they have it which is a whole other discussion that we can have at Later. that time, yes. But for right now, we're going to get into our top tens. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to start at ten on each of our lists and work our way up. To now. one?
1: Wow. <laughs> is that how a countdown works, John?
0: <laughs> wow. Settle in, folks. This is going to be a long one. And judging by that, could get interesting. Uh, Yeah, but some of our lists overlap with the others so essentially we're going to talk about that movie wherever it is higher on the list so Mm -hmm. for example my number four is actually monica's number one (laughs) uh so we won't talk about it until we get to monica's number one gotta wait yes exactly (laughs) so with that being said my number 10 is actually monica's number six so we'll (laughs) talk about that in a few Mm -hmm. uh monica what is your number 10 film of 2020
1: yes number 10 uh is sorry we missed you now, this was a tough one to put on the list uh, because it's one of those movies that's so good, but it's just so heartbreaking and sad and real. And so many times, you know, I want to see a movie because I want to escape the real and I want to escape, Yes. you know, life. Right. And this is just one family's, you know, struggle with living and surviving and it really highlights um it's um it's a a uk movie it takes place in, in england um and it highlights something that i didn't really know was sort of an issue in the united kingdom with um zero contract workers so that you get paid to get the job done it doesn't matter how long it takes you you know so she is a nurse and the husband is basically like an Amazon delivery. It's not Amazon, but you know it's a delivery company. And there's nothing necessarily special about the story. Uh, it's just so real, and the acting is phenomenal. Um, the writing is really good, and I'm I'm in it with them. Like I'm outraged mm. with them. I'm sad with them. And you know the the ending is still very sad. So it's one of those
0: movies. <laughs> Jeez. Sounds when, great. Yeah,
1: well, it's, it's like when it's over, um, I'm just sort of like, ouch. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was so real. And I am sad that I had to go through that experience with them. But then at the same time, like, well, they made me feel like I was going through with them. Yes. They didn't really yeah. feel like characters. I was sad because I thought they were real, like I thought. Mm-hmm. And I know it is sort of highlighting actual things that people are going through. Uh, but it was just uh, a really interesting look at, you know, it, they're not even necessarily, um, like, it's a middle class family. It's not even necessarily like low class. Like they're just trying, yeah. they have skills and they're using them and they're just trying to survive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it, it just left, in, it, it sat with me for a while. And yeah. so even though I tend not to, you know, want to watch sad movies. Um, it's still up there. So even though I just talked about how sad it is, I still highly recommend it as a movie that, (laughs) that you should watch.
0: Nice. This is actually, we should mention, uh, one of three movies on our collective lists that only one of us has seen. So I have to kind of just sit here and nod. Shut up and listen. uh... (laughs) Yes. Well, I learned that, uh, it's good. (laughs) <laughs> for many reasons uh so uh, i really have nothing to add to this Man. other than i watched the trailer and can confirmed that uh it seems pretty depressing <laughs> yeah. but also um you know it, it seems definitely made so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i highly recommend it
0: great so, cool. that's my number 10 all right let's so, go
1: to happier yes let's look at your number nine
0: moving on to my number nine my number nine is save yourselves wait sorry there's punctuation it's Save yourselves! (laughs) Uh, Exclamation point for some reason, because why not? Mm -hmm. And really, honestly, that's kind of my feeling about this movie. Like, why not? This movie (laughs) is so incredibly, like, quirky and fun. And it's about a couple who decides to go to one of their friend's cabins in, I believe it's upstate New York, and completely disconnect for, like, a weekend or a week, Mm -hmm. you know. And kind of move away from the tech-based, you know, kind of bubbles that we put ourselves into, whether we're on our phone playing games or, Mm -hmm. you know, doom scrolling or whatever it is. And uh, weird things occur. (laughs) I would say if you want, like, a kind of delightful surprise as to what this movie actually is, don't watch the trailer. The trailer does give away the conceit. I won't because I think it'd be, like, really fun to have that be, like, an actual genuine surprise to you. Yes, Um, but I will say things get a little hairy Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, you know, it, it's just a a crazy cool, uh, movie. It's, it's well made. The, uh, main actors are very, very funny Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a good time. And like one of those just kind of off the beaten path, you know, weird movies that you kind of think about from time to time. It's like, oh yeah, remember Save Yourselves? That was like really fun.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I saw this one too. This one ended up on my like on a roll mention list. It almost made it into my top 10. Um, But you hit all the points. It's it's really funny. It just ultimately for me there were other movies I saw that were just slightly better. Sure. And the the ending of this did leave me a little unsatisfied.
0: I I really actually yeah, enjoyed it was the like, ending, which is a you know yeah. thing that we won't talk about here. At no, all. no, no.
1: But watch it for yourself. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll
0: say there is still one part of this movie that when I think about it, I just like I can't help but chuckle, and it's because the the main actor just like delivers a line so well that oh man. I oh, just we'll have to talk about that later.
1: Up. I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so moving on then mm-hmm. to your number nine, Monica. Yes.
1: My number nine. And this is an example of how this list isn't necessarily like these are life changing Oscar winning movies. Yes. Yes. This is just good fun. And I loved every minute of it. And I want to watch it again. And that's Jingle Jangle. Yeah. And I did not think that a Christmas themed movie would end up on my list this year. Um I have been listening to the soundtrack a bunch afterwards.
0: You can't not. Oh they're is, all bangers.
1: It's fun. The the lead girl is just phenomenal and it's just a feel-good movie. I think maybe because my ten was so sad I needed like yeah, this you, is sort of the opposite where yeah, I really completely is. disconnect. Yeah, it's silly, it's cheesy, it's predictable, but but at the same time it's really well done. It's really well acted. And the storyline is newer, you know, it's not the same old Christmas type story. Yeah,
0: it's barely a Christmas story. No, it's really not. Before. Um,
1: and I just I just loved watching it. And it with the the opposite of sorry we missed you, when it was over, I was smiling. Yeah. And I was like, That was fantastic. <laughs> I feel happy now. And, you know, if if a movie can be good for making you really sad, it should also be good for just making me feel really happy and not sure. even I didn't have to think hard about it, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, and um. there's more than just you know a fun silly happy musical to it too there's sure you know um representation obviously in like holiday films is severely lacking mm-hmm. and uh, both
1: in in this case both in race and gender yeah i think you know a girl who has a mathematic mm-hmm. mathematical mind right. and builds things and has that sort of imagination i think that's important and then um i honestly I can't even think of any like white characters that are in the film
0: the banker
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean says you know know, something so it's nice to see um that diversity too and i do yeah yeah, thank you for mentioning that because i think it is important some of the things on my list our list this year is really about representation
0: right Right. And then beyond that, too, just visually, there are some really stunning things with, like, the interstitials when they're kind of handling the exposition and it looks like, you know, kind of toys, mm-hmm. um, you know, wind up kind of mechanical type toys creating this, like, stop motion. Animation. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me oh, was yeah, absolutely they fl- beautiful. That was really I cool. absolutely loved that stuff, mm-hmm. as well as just the super fun you know yeah. rock and musical but just musical.
1: don't write this off as a christmas movie no like this is a movie you could really enjoy any time of the year and it's not it's not a hallmark christmas movie no it's it's really no. well done
0: it's a movie that happens to be at christmas
1: yes <laughs>
0: yeah so my number 8 film was five bloods uh, the newest spike lee movie starring delroy window who i'm totally fine just giving the oscar to him right now his <laughs> performance in this film is heartbreaking and just a tour de force. Uh this is about you know, Vietnam vets who go back to Vietnam to find closure um and I won't, you know, get into specifics yeah, of what way. that is mm-hmm. uh, in case you don't want anything to know anything about it going in, but um uh, my word, this this movie is just powerful and fantastic and it's really a return to form for Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. It's it's very very good. It's hard to say like you know so much about it because it's just it's just kind of more of a an emotional like powerful response than it is to Mm -hmm. you know obviously it's it's Spike Lee so the man knows how to tell a story visually sure so there are you know there's the talking to the camera moments there are you know the the montages and, and things that he does so well Um, but you know that's all kind of secondary to just the amount of pain and trauma and you know Grief Mm -hmm. that he's able to portray throughout the story.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was, it definitely was an excellent movie. And I think it highlights the importance of the disproportionate number of minorities that were drafted during that time. Uh, I think that's important for for people to, you know, be aware of. Uh, Personally, I. I just didn't fully enjoy it just for my personal bias of not really enjoying war movies. So I don't uh, disagree that it was a really really good movie. You're just not going to find it on my list because, you know, the list is more personal and sure. I I'm not a war movie person and no, this was you're not. You're this very was a very not. heavy um, you know, very heavy movie, but it yeah. was uh, but it was acted very well. It was I mean, I would I wouldn't tell people not to watch it. It's just not personally on my list because mm-hmm. I don't like the bloody war movies. <laughs> fair, so
0: <laughs> fair. also notable to mention, this is one of Chadwick Boseman's uh, final films. Mm-hmm. I think he had one more that was released. Uh, Ma Rainey's black bottom. I believe it's his yes. final, final film. Um, but just uh, again, kind of highlights the tremendous loss that we have, um, mm-hmm. you know, not with him, not being able to make movies anymore. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's sad. Um, one thing I also want to note about this, they um, Spike Lee does a lot playing with the aspect ratio mm-hmm. of this, and in this movie, unlike many other movies, I find that it works because it did he, work well. Yeah, he uses it to denote different periods of time and different things that are happening. Well, yeah, present which is day great.
1: versus flashback. Yeah. Yes,
0: but I feel like aspect ratio is the new black and white mm-hmm. in that so many art films now are using four three. Uh, aspect ratio to really try to like say something or you know push
1: yeah I don't really know what it's trying to say of,
0: I don't I don't I just I don't like it guys I like rectangles yeah, it's just like a square. stop trying to show me squares my TV doesn't look like that anymore and I just it's have like
1: watching a movie through Instagram a <laughs> lot of negative space yeah exactly
0: I don't watch that's why Quibi failed right yes. so yeah give me fill up fill up the space guys like come on <laughs> so uh, that moves us to your number eight Monica yes.
1: my number eight Uh, is The Prom. Uh, I loved it. It was fun. It's similar to the reason why Jingle Jangle is on my list. The, uh, well, I loved the the Broadway version was fantastic, but the representation here with two female leads in love with each other, I think that's extremely important. Uh, Highlighting people's coming out stories I think is great as well. And again, it's just fun. Yeah, the yeah. music is fun uh, as we you know talked about in our podcast our episode on the prom and it has some issues with some of the changes that they made and I might have sounded like I was being harsh on it then but ultimately I think it's it's on my list because it's a movie that I think everybody can enjoy you know it's a family yeah. you can watch it with your family and I mean, it's fun maybe
0: if you just don't like musicals yes yeah, not so, like yeah this, but, i mean
1: but... knowing that it's a musical right <laughs> if you can get past that like um it's just um it's just fun and mm-hmm. i really really enjoyed it
0: absolutely anyway. i mean it's it's great it didn't crack my top 10 i think i had a bigger issue with the changes that they made mm-hmm. and feel that it really you know was to the detriment of the film but there's nothing like I'm not going to rail against this movie, but yeah, like sure. it's, it's super fun. It's great. Um, there's some great performances by people and you can get into whether or not they should have used like actual Broadway talent but, yes. versus Meryl Streep. What but... was
1: wrong with the original Broadway cast? Right, exactly.
0: But Keegan-Michael Key was awesome. <laughs> Again, yeah. so you've, you've got two Keegan-Michael Key performances right I in do. a row there. I do, are right.
1: Mu- and musical performances too. Yeah. Yeah, look at so that. You,
0: you've got a type, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, prom, prom's great. Go to prom. Not actual prom. That (laughs) that sucked in my (laughs) my personal experience. It's not that great. Um, But yeah, The Prom on Netflix is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that'll bring us to my number seven film. And my number seven is The Lodge. Mm -hmm. This is a story about a woman who is dating a guy who's got kids. And they choose to go to a cabin that the guy owns, uh, for Thanksgiving. I believe it's Thanksgiving. It's some kind of holiday break in the winter. Doesn't
1: really matter. So
0: (laughs) they go to this lodge, only the man can't uh, make it. He's got to work in the city. Mm -hmm. So it's just this woman taking care of her boyfriend's kids. And (laughs) they might actually be married. I forget. It's not really (laughs) terribly important. Uh, And then horror ensues. And this movie affected me so (laughs) much i remember driving home and i saw it late at night i saw it without monica monica does not like horror movies no i saw it late at night and driving home from the theater just in the dark and it was very quiet (laughs) uh it was just like this kind of it it, the movie itself is like super bleak and dark Mm -hmm. and there's a I don't even know who said it because it's often quoted by uh, I think slash film cast in um their reviews not often but it's been on there that I've heard that a movie can be judged by what it either like gives to you or takes out of you ah this is a film that took like <laughs> everything out of there was just like a hollow feeling in me after oh, I man. saw this it was it's just so crazy and it's it's I I'm, I'm not a horror buff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't love the genre. I I love that in the genre people take risks and choose to tell stories a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like horror often pushes the bounds of narrative in like really fun and interesting ways. So this concept it might be a little rote in the, you know, stuck in a place with people that there's tension with. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, for my experience, like, it was done incredibly well, great performances, great senses of dread and building tension, and, uh, yeah, this just left me, like, oh, (laughs) like, just sitting there, like, mouth agape, and in the dark (laughs) it was it was one of those uh late night movies where i have to come home and like throw on letter kenny or something like incredibly (laughs) stupid and just be like okay world's okay (laughs) it's (laughs) all gonna be okay yeah (laughs) but yeah (laughs) it is dark a f (laughs) (laughs) so that's the lodge. that's that's my number number seven
1: so my number seven
0: is actually my number, number five. five. Yes. So that brings us to my number six. Mm-hmm. And it's another horror movie.
1: That I did not see. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> exactly. This one I feel like you should watch.
1: I think based on your description of it, it yes. sounds like I would like it.
0: And for those paying attention last week, uh, you might have been able to guess that this I'm talking about is Host. Host is the Shudder original that uses Zoom and the convention of being isolated from each other and yet being together as the basis of the horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about friends that get together for a seance over Zoom and does not go well, <laughs> <laughs> to quote Andy Dwyer, <laughs> <while> recapping Rambo. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's I mean, there's just so much innovation in this kind of like what I was saying, you know, about horror just not even forty-five seconds ago, mm-hmm. um, they pushed the bounds of how to tell a story using what they had to. You know, they they couldn't all be you know on sets together and mm-hmm. close to each other. So they used camera angles and you know things in the background and conventions that we've grown to be accustomed to and familiar with over the course of twenty twenty mm-hmm. to help build the story and to really you know drive home like the scares and there's just i have so much admiration for the creativity that they have shown in this it's it's really just a it's a great film and it's not too long like if you can handle horror at all mm-hmm. like go get yourself a free trial to shutter and watch it it's like a little over an hour and it it's awesome and it, it moves too there's no like down
1: yeah you down definitely plans. made me seem like i might be interested in it
0: yeah you should watch it soon because I think the free trial of Shudder that I signed up for runs out soon. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Good to know. You should watch it. <laughs>
1: okay. Right. My number six. Yes. Uh, which was your number 10. It was. Yes. And that movie is Straight Up. And this, a uh, quick recap of this one. This is a movie about uh, two people, a boy and a girl that really love each other but not in the um, attraction type of way. Uh, the male is is questioning his sexuality. Mm-hmm. And it is coming to terms with being gay, but he loves this girl at the same time. And the ultimate question is, can you be in a relationship with someone in which the physical aspect is missing?
0: Right. I think the marketing or... The film itself uses the term intellectual soulmates.
1: Ah, uh, yes. So it's
0: people that they're perfect
1: know, for each other. Yes.
0: They feel like they should be together, but you know, there's that very important aspect of the relationship that's missing. Yes. So they explore what is, you know, it even mean to to need that, what does mm-hmm. it mean to have that? And then, Do you
1: do you need to have that in yes, the traditional way?
0: Right, exactly. And yeah, it's it's really good i mean it's on top of that like it's not just like this dire drama it's not like marriage story with you know people that no can't no it's the same funny way. it's yeah it is it's really funny and it's really quirky too in mm-hmm. the you know just where the humor comes from it's it's a little uh uh, vulgar at times. Yeah, oh but, definitely. But uh um, yes. it's real. You know, it's, it's it's
1: absolutely real. It's not
0: for shock value. It's just the way those characters talk and mm-hmm. they feel, you know, genuine and authentic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it um I mean it just kind of shows how now we're fortunately fortunately starting to live in a world where different types of lifestyles are being more recognized and represented and is this is this one that is that I'm in a heterosexual marriage but you know we don't necessarily are attracted to each other in that certain way um and so it was really more just interesting to to think about um and to sympathize with how people might be um having a hard time Mm -hmm. you know questioning what a relationship is what it should be and um and the ending is is great the ending is sort of left left up for some certain interpretation Oh. yeah
0: not to get too far into it but you can mm-hmm. definitely you know it's you can see it going any number of ways really there's really. you know there's there's not just like oh does the top stop spinning or does this top keep spinning mm-hmm. it's like oh is the top mm-hmm. there for this is yeah. the top there for that like well, is it a top <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> there's yeah no there's a lot more to be taken from it and just um i I don't know if this is something we would have been able to see, like, without the pandemic. Like, you know, this came through uh, the Ambler's website as they put it out um, through their streaming service. But I don't know if this would have hit that many theaters. So, yeah, um, hopefully you can check it out now because I think it's out there on, like, Hulu or something. Uh, Um, Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but a lot of these, like, you know, great small movies, um, it's been kind of a blessing to get to to see them this year. Yeah, you're right. So that brings us to my number five. We're getting top half of the list here, Monica. Yes.
1: And this is my number seven movie.
0: Yes. So this is St. Francis. And to be honest with you, uh, Madams, uh, mm-hmm. we watched this a while ago. We watched this kind of at the start. I want to April, maybe. Um, yeah, and, pretty
1: early on. Yeah,
0: pretty early on in the whole like pandemic and just the year, considering everything that's come between it. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a film that is interesting i remember absolutely you know loving it and i remember like the feeling that i had afterwards Mm -hmm. like wow that was a beautifully told story rendered through these you know very real and um i don't want to say small but you know they're not like bombastic characters like you know they feel grounded yes um and it was, you know, just a, a a movie like you walk away from. It's like, I can't really say anything bad about that. because, it,
1: And it's so funny that you say that because like when we finished watching it, I was certain I enjoyed it way more than you did. Yeah. So maybe you like internalized those things and didn't necessarily say them. Yeah. Because you were like, yeah, it was good. And I was like, oh, my God, it was fantastic. And I was like going off all about it. And you were like, yeah, yeah it's good
0: i don't know maybe i don't know maybe it was just one of those quarantine days you know mm-hmm. i don't know but no like thinking back on it i can't necessarily like pull out like great moments from it there's like a couple scenes that stick out in my mind mm-hmm. but you know even kind of just the the ebb and flow of the plot are kind of lost but it just mm-hmm. i it what remains is the memory of like that being a really well-told movie that Mm. feels you know truly real kind of the same thing like one of my favorite films of the past 10 years was leave no trace and i feel the same way about that film you know when that was over i was like that was beautiful you know thinking back on it it's like uh they go to the woods and they show up (laughs) at a place with some other people Mm. and that's kind of all i got i got like those three Mm -hmm. scenes stuck in my head and that's kind of it but Mm. what you know what is there is the memory of the quality of it Mm
1: -hmm. and it's and it's a heavy topic without being a heavy movie yeah same time um and this isn't spoiling any anything uh the main character has an abortion early on in the movie and shortly after she becomes a nanny to a little girl uh so this that sort of juxtaposition it's um it's deep it's that's a tough topic, yeah. but that's not what the movie is about. The movie is just about her relationship with this little girl and what she's teaching her and, and showing her and um, in a way helping her get through the tough decision that she made Mm -hmm. Um, without it being, you know, a movie of like, Oh, what she sacrificed, what she's missing. It's just the unlikely person to help her through this time was a little girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just, it's, it's beautiful it really is what it is and it's um it is sad but not uh not to the point of heartbreaking depressing it ends up right. ultimately still kind of hopeful
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, i think there's definitely a positive outlook on on everything as you know as dire as some of the situations were
1: yeah so it's not a deep movie but it's great
0: yeah that's i don't know it's kind of deep
1: I well, I like the the concepts are deep, but I mean, it's not like watching this film and you're like, oh, the theme of this and that, and the metaphors of this, and it's just this slice of life. Oh, you mean like filmically? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I
0: don't remember any like visual flourishes. It's ultimately
1: ultimately simple. Yeah. um, But you know, complex in its characters, but it's Mm -hmm. not. I'm saying it's not something that you're gonna talk about for hours with someone. Yeah. It's just you experienced it. It was there. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much to interpret.
0: Yeah, I got you. Now. But
1: it was. You enjoyed the experience. Yep. No. So, yep.
0: I I do not disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So brings us to your number five. My number
1: five, halfway in the list. My number five is over the moon. We talked about this one previously on a podcast. Uh, just another great. Well, actually, the I think that
0: hit the cutting room floor. I think there were audio issues with the Over the Moon discussion that we actually had.
1: Oh, and we didn't... Oh, no, our our viewers yeah. didn't hear about Over the Moon? No,
0: the madams are, are in the dark on no. this one.
1: Oh, well, then you should all go see this movie. Or watch this movie. <laughs> and
0: by go see this movie, we mean yeah. log into Netflix. And and, and watch and, it. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, another great movie for representation. This one with Asian culture and myth. That's something that's coming to light a lot of uh, Asian characters represented a movie dealing with uh death like it like lots of disney type movies (laughs) often you know parents die very early on in the movie yeah not a spoiler (laughs) yeah uh but just a beautiful way to look at how this little girl deals with it how her family um helps her deal with it and just beautifully visually striking but also um, musical elements which were uh, really fun as well yeah. but in the end i just think it's an important it's an important movie mm-hmm. just for the the themes uh for the representation and just yeah i just really liked this movie yeah, yeah. really.
0: uh this movie wrecked me <laughs> a yeah. little bit when we saw it mm-hmm. like uh i was not in a good place afterwards <laughs> it <laughs> was very uh kind of you confront your own ways of dealing with with grief Mm -hmm. and trauma and uh yeah it was uh i was a mess (laughs) and it's uh it didn't make my top 10 not necessarily because of that just because i feel like um as you know as emotional as it was i feel like that was slightly all it it kind of had going Mm -hmm. for it was the emotional impact on me and you know that's a very like personal thing and i don't know I don't know. There's something just about it that it's like. Is well, it like universal? Yeah. Nah. I feel like most people can watch that and not, you know, be seeing the same things from my life in that film. Sure. So, you know, it's. It just hit a spot for me, but mm-hmm. I don't think it, it was, you know, of a quality that, you know, should. I don't know. <laughs> that would make my list. Nah, <laughs> you know? That's
1: fair. I think it had. Um... It had similar elements of like Inside Out to it that yeah. I just think, I mean, especially nowadays, it's, it's important for movies for children to see like emotion, mm-hmm. and it's okay to feel sad. It's okay yeah. to, you know, you're allowed to be sad about these things. But how do we deal with them, and how do we move on? Yeah, and I think it did a great job of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's was another an important thing, movie
0: too. As I as I look back on it, I think it kind of uses very similar visual language mm-hmm. to say those things that inside out did so yes. i think that's it kind of loses points for me on that you like it's
1: unoriginal you mean yeah okay that's fair
0: yeah yeah but the, the music is fun mm-hmm. and um yeah uh yeah it's it's good it's it's just not my top 10 like i'm not saying it's bad you should watch it it is good and it's always good to have more studios in the you know large wide release of animation
1: absolutely because
0: disney and pixar you know they're they're great most of the time um but we need other voices in there we need the Leicas of the world Mm -hmm. we need the cartoon saloons we need you know netflix Mm -hmm. um creating things DreamWorks, uh illumination but their movies are Meh. Whatever. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> We're not...
1: So, okay. Our number fours are interesting.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the tops of the list uh, get a little, you know, uh wonky. <laughs> wonky. Good. Yeah. All I could think was incestuous, and that floopy. is not <laughs> floopy. Okay. <laughs> interesting. So, in a weird twist, both of our number four movies are the other person's number, number one. one movie, which is honest just weird yes uh so we
1: didn't consult each other when we made these lists no not at all we made them separately yes
0: so that'll move us then to my number three and my number three as we talk about the new voices in Mm -hmm. animation is cartoon saloon's wolf walkers and this was on our mulan episode uh where i you know (laughs) eloquently i'll say (laughs) uh discuss the merits and the you know beauty in which they render this movie and, and i poo pooed on all her. of them <laughs> yeah uh but no for me it's it's so it's so good it is so lush and so amazingly drawn um both in terms of you know the, the visuals and in terms of characters and and story um <laughs> yeah okay you know that's fine you can
1: visual i agree with you visually it was fantastic
0: yeah uh i thought every every piece of it was fantastic it's great go watch it with your kids watch it without kids like just just go watch it it is mm. it is a a great animated film based on folklore which yes. you know that's where disney ate its lunch in the 90s so yeah. yes i go. wouldn't
1: tell people not to go watch it I just i think Good. prepare to have your children have a lot of questions yeah that weren't really answered
0: i don't i don't <laughs> Yeah, we're yes. not going to get into the argument again. You can go back and listen to our previous episode yeah. on Mulan <laughs> and Wolfwalkers. <laughs> yes. That brings us to Monica's number three, which is actually my number two. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that now, which is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about films that kind of come out of nowhere? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, basically, to set you know context for when we saw this, we um, the Ambler kind of posted that they were doing you know these digital screenings Mm -hmm. where you could rent films from a website and then half the proceeds would go back to the ambler Mm -hmm. and of course you know we're members we want to support our local you know theaters not just chains you know um and make sure that the ambler could survive the you know economic downturns that were coming with you know the lockdown and everything like that Mm -hmm. so we're looking and we're like this one seems like fun Mm -hmm. it is a comedy horror not a horror comedy because no. I feel like it's no, a, it's not. It's at least like 75, seventy five twenty five. It's not even hard. Though. I would describe it more of like ghost movie. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's um, the hot fuzz of like a paranormal para- <laughs> paranormal investigation.
1: Film. Well, that's not, I was thinking it's more like Shaun of the Dead, but it's okay, not same zombi- director. Yeah, I know, it's, but I'm yeah. saying it's not. But it's not zombies. It's ghosts.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fine. I guess if you want to put it that way, <laughs> just yeah, make me. Seems but there's stupid. no
1: Simon Pegg in this one. <laughs>
0: no, there's not, but that's totally fine because um, the, you know, the, the act, agri- again, yes. this is a, a British, or no, Irish.
1: Irish, yes. Irish
0: film. Um, so, great accents. <laughs> and uh, it's about a guy, it's, it's essentially about dealing with loss and grief again. You yeah, know? yeah, it is. Um, but it is hysterical. It is so, so funny funny and the comedy comes from everywhere it comes from you know uh, just like your most broad terms like slapstick pratfall type stuff Mm -hmm. it comes from whip smart very like dialogue back and forth dialogue it comes from you know will forte irony (laughs) will forte just being crazy like a crazy awesome character um yeah there you just need to go watch this movie because it is so funny, and it was such a like breath of fresh air and a ray of light in the you know when we were like when are we ever going to see a movie again you know in the theater absolutely and, and that whole you know situation and this was just for a
1: while this was sitting at my number one
0: yeah of the year yeah and
1: then some other great movies came along
0: yeah but... it was I mean it's always been my number two since I you know saw it but it's just it's one of those movies that kind of like will if you like it you know as much as we do it'll kind of become like your movie yes and it'll be that movie where somebody posts on you know facebook saying like what movie should we watch (laughs) it's extraordinary go watch extraordinary right now yes it is so much fun and it is silly and it is like it's heartwarming it is
1: actually in the end it really does have a nice message but you don't have to think hard to get there no and there's some really funny ridiculous uh, things along along the way and it ultimately it's really original yeah like this concept yeah I mean not of like having to conquer ghosts but just the main character's story and background mm-hmm. is very um very original yes and yeah I can't recommend this movie more to people that and now again you have to like if you don't think that type of I mean, I know they're Irish, but like that British type of humor—Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead. If you don't think those are funny, you're you're probably not going to find this to be terribly funny. So yeah. it's, it's I'm saying it's a it's a niche type of humor. This isn't Step Brothers funny, you know? Yeah. Like see, I
0: disagree. I think it it you know it's it's funny for everybody. I, I think mm. there at least there are parts of it that are funny for everybody. Yes, but overall, like it might be mainly you know like sixty percent. I'm just you saying know, it's not like
1: of... traditional American humor.
0: That's how I feel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's um I, I, I think it's completely watchable, even if you're not on the Simon Pegg train. Sure, I
1: just don't think you'll find it as funny as it did. Yeah.
0: Okay. But
1: either way. Agree highly, or disagree. Highly I mean, even though it's not my number one, if I look back at my list and say, like, okay, what's the one movie you would recommend to someone, not knowing them? Their preferences, I would, I think, I would say, extraordinary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's
1: it's just that great. Yep,
0: right. Because I mean, you don't know if people like musicals or not. So exactly. The rest of your list is, yeah. is right. iffy. Yes. Right. That, that brings
1: it to my number two, right?
0: Yes, it does. Yes.
1: So my number two, very surprisingly, on my
0: list. Yeah, I was kind of shocked by this to right. be honest with you, Madams.
1: Yes. Um, uh, my number two is Mulan. You guys. Yeah. I. The more and more I, I thought about it, the farther away it was from when I saw it for the first time, I just really, really liked it. And I think I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be that good. So I sort of... Yeah, maybe, that's for sure. Maybe expectations, I had low I think expectations. Had a lot to do with this, maybe. Um, and I just think it was such a great uh, telling of this story. And it was actually... To be honest, this moved up my list after watching Wonder Woman. For <laughs> Wonder Woman, I just think that's completely fair. Uh-huh. Disappointing my like expectations of a female empowerment movie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That it just fell so short of that that I found myself in in our episode too, I found myself comparing it a lot to Mulan. Mm -hmm. I I think three or four times I'm like, well, like in Mulan, she does this In Mulan, she does that. And then after that episode, it was like, maybe I really, (laughs) Mulan was a lot better than, than I originally thought. Um, I think the action was great. I think her story was really cool. Um, how she came to realize who she was. I think there's a great theme. I think there's great representation. Um, I just think it's a solid movie and, um, well, it... it's
0: more than solid. Obviously, it's your second best movie of oh, the year. Oh yeah. so. well, we have
1: definitions of solid. <laughs> yeah, as we yeah. okay. established before,
0: Madam. Let's talk. For... A, s-
1: a seven out of ten to me is not solid.
0: That's solid.
1: It's a C. It's solid. I don't say to my students, "This is a solid essay," and it, it's got a seventy-five on it. No, a solid a solid is like eighty-five and above.
0: To me, a s- like a, a, okay, so like a solid hockey player is going to be like your second, third line winger. Yes, like, yeah, I... he's solid like yeah yeah disagree uh, all right so listeners wait, yes. weigh in what on it, that, what is, everybody what does the word solid mean drop us a line on instagram at uh married movies podcast or married movies podcast at gmail.com let us know if
1: someone says this is a solid movie yeah what rating out of 10 do you think it has yeah
0: or just even do you think it's like you know upper tier like decent run of the mill or below average yeah. you know but yeah yeah, anyway. it's yeah, it's more than solid. No, I think Mulan is kind of uh, one of the best female-led superhero movies mm-hmm. in the last, you know, probably since Wonder, Wonder Woman, yeah. the first one. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I just feel like it's. um I definitely get it looking way better after Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh but to me, it's just like, yeah, okay, that's yeah. Like, I think it's a
1: movie that's it's good. It's the type of movie too that's like overlooked by critics. I think too that okay. it's just like you know so well, many... you don't have
0: to sell me on superhero movies being. Overlooked. yeah
1: exactly so many of these movies that we read about you know that are oh the oscar worthy ones some of the ones we've watched which maybe we'll talk about on later episodes and at a certain point i mean i love i love cinema but at a certain point i don't want it to be artsy and look at what they did here with this and that like mm-hmm. mulan was just they weren't trying to hide anything. It was just all there in front of you, and it was really well told. Okay. And I'm like, I appreciate the not having to like. Yeah. Read into it too much.
0: Sounds pretty solid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, now's the moment we've all been waiting for.
0: Oh boy, madams, it's here.
1: It's our number one movies.
0: Yeah. So
1: you going first, or am I going first? I'll go first. Okay.
0: I saw I saw this film early on this year. And I just actually looked back at my Facebook posting about it and I said, I think this is my favorite movie of the year. And if this film doesn't end up in my top five in December, then it's been a great year for movies. <laughs> yes. Sadly. Before, this was before <laughs> yes. we knew about the pandemic. Yes. This yes. was in uh, January, February. I think so. Uh, sadly, but also not sadly, like it's still at the number one. Spot mm-hmm. and that film is Disney Pixar's Onward. Yes, this. I mean, if you want to break out the list again, things that Sean loves, right? Mm-hmm. Animated movies, mm-hmm. DD, mm-hmm. uh, blue characters. Oh, Let's, okay. we can throw that on there the list. Go. Uh, Chris Pratt, <laughs> true, love Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom almost said Hiddleston. <laughs> no, uh, calm down, Kristen Holland. Tom Holland, uh, he's. Awesome, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, th- stories that are animated but also have like adult, you know, themes and mm-hmm. not like adult themes, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Mature. <laughs> no, again, bad. <laughs> why? Why don't we have? Well, yeah, why don't we have a word that means like, you know, cerebral but not porn? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it has that, real themes. Yes. I, don't know. I, I I don't know. Yeah. I, this. I mean, just, it's it's kind of a quintessential Pixar film. Some people, I think, have panned it for it being less, I don't know, ingenious with I, things. I don't understand I, it. it.
1: Especially it, now with, like, Soul coming out. And mm-hmm. well, if you last, listened to our last episode, being underwhelmed by that. I don't know why people aren't thrilled with Onward.
0: Yeah, I. it's just... It's, it's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's a great story it's grounded even though it's literally in a fantasy world Mm -hmm. it's about a family and about lost it's a it's a huge uh Mm -hmm. theme this year yeah (laughs) which is kind of odd but i mean given the i wonder if you know given the if this year was normal like would all these you know, movies yeah movies about loss and grief still be on our list or should sure. they talk to us you know more because good point um onward is the exception because it happened before all this yes you know went down but anyway uh back to my point it's it's really just a it's a deeply personal familial story mm-hmm. that also has very creative and fun action and very cool character design like i'm very big on what movies look like when they're animated obviously yeah. as you guys already know <laughs> um but it's just i don't know like it fires on all cylinders for me it's entertainment it is deeper meaning it is you know fun and it's also heartwarming so there's to me this is like this is it mm-hmm. this is number one
1: yes <laughs> yeah and it was number four on on my list yep. too. Um, I mean, this is a good example of all the things that I want a Pixar movie to do, which many of them Soul didn't do for me. Okay. That's why it was like extra disappointing. You didn't get
0: us so much heat for railing against Soul. I'm not
1: really. I just it was it was okay. It wasn't. <laughs> it didn't get me. Everyone talks about how they're crying, and I, I didn't. I didn't get that same emotional impact as I did in Onward. Yeah, in one of those final scenes.
0: Multiple no, scenes, no,
1: no spoilers, but yeah, one scene in particular towards the end that just, you know, a, an audible <gasps> in, in my in my throat, and then just tears. Yeah, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful story of brotherhood and, and friendship yeah. and family, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and it does agree. And it's, but it's also really fun and funny.
0: Yes, and so. I would also recommend if you do have Disney Plus, to go check out Inside Pixar. Because oh, right. one of the episodes of that um, details, you know, just how deeply personal and, you know, individualized this story was by the writer-director. Um, and it's it's really, you know, a beautiful thing to see the behind-the-scenes creation of and what it really meant to him, you know, in, in terms mm-hmm. of t- getting to tell his story. Which, you know. Is what all movies come down to. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. So that leaves me with my number one, your number four. Yes. Uh, this one just snuck in. We only watched this movie a couple nights ago. Yep. Right. And my number one movie of the year is Sound of Metal. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is a story of a heavy metal drummer. Uh, he and his girlfriend have a band together uh, and he is losing his hearing his ability to hear therefore you know, really his ability to play mm-hmm. and it uh I don't want to say too much more about it I mean that's that's pretty much the story you're going through the journey with with this guy through it um and it's just well one it's brilliantly um acted yeah. Riz Ahmed uh, was was really great as this character yeah. I think this it's also an important Uh, as we mentioned before, representation as far as the deaf community is concerned Mm -hmm. and seeing some of, you know, some things that I didn't even think about necessarily. If, you know, you don't have your hearing, some of the little things that you might take for granted or some of the struggles, Um, some characters in the story lost their hearing while others didn't have it, ever have it. Mm -hmm. And um, ultimately and um, I don't want to give too much away, it still left... It's still heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking story.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly tragic. Yes, although like,
1: Sean and I have different interpretations of the ending. We
0: do, we do. You think it's hopeful, which is interesting, because it is so I think it's, totally not...
1: I think it's acceptance.
0: Acceptance, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I and think Sean much, saw it much more is just ripping yeah, his heart out of his chest.
0: Yeah. I think much like the Netflix prom version or version (laughs) of prom acceptance was cut very short oh um, yeah no i don't i i think this movie tears you apart Mm -hmm. um you're you're along with him for the journey and he is a recovering addict
1: no that's an important aspect of it too
0: and they you know they kind of it's a story about addiction but not necessarily the addiction that he had but the addiction that he you know finds after he loses his hearing mm-hmm. um you know he's addicted to fixing it yes mm-hmm. to fixing it and to being back to normal mm-hmm. and, um it's it's a it's an incredibly you know heavy emotional movie and mm-hmm. both highs and lows because yes. there are some um there's a, a scene um, not to get, I, I don't think you can really spoil this movie except mm-hmm. for one part that kind of happens towards the end. Yeah. Um, he, you know, finds a community and he, at one point he is on a playground with a child. Um, one of the kids in the, the, deaf, the school, uh, yeah. elementary schools that he's, he kind of goes to, to help learn how to be deaf. And, um, they just have this shared moment, um, with drumming. And on the slide mm-hmm. in the playground, and that is one of the most beautiful scenes I've, in like the last five of the years. years. Oh yeah, I was would the say year, yes. Like it is so it's good, so well and the done. way that it kind of drive home um, one of the many meanings of the sound of metal, mm-hmm. you know, the title is just incredible. Yeah, very
1: A brilliantly titled film. Yeah, as well. It,
0: but it can, it uplifts you like that, and then the end is just so much more tragic and Mm. yeah this i if i'm confession time i feel like the more and more i think about this and we (laughs) put our list together you know a couple days ago but the more Mm. and more i think about this this probably should have been higher than four on my list Mm. not i'm not saying it's one but it it should have been it's
1: better than Wolfwalkers.
0: yeah okay (laughs) yes i will concede that this you know brilliant film is mm-hmm. better than wolf walkers but wolf walkers is still way better than anything you give it credit for okay um yeah no this this is one of those movies that really sticks with you like it you'll, it you'll remember itself. this you'll
1: remember this movie
0: for yeah. a while yeah and I can't say enough about riz Ahmed because mm-hmm. he is absolutely fantastic in mm-hmm. every scene like this movie completely falls apart with a worse actor absolutely at the
1: and whoever um the just the sound editing in this mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yes. the, there are moments um that you that you're really kind of going through the hearing loss with him. like what they choose, and it's probably a directoral choice as well. Mm-hmm. What they choose to have you hear clearly,, yes. what you can't hear, which you can't understand as you are watching, you're doing with him. And it's just, it's just beautiful how they do that with even, I mean, there are some moments where I wanted to turn it down, (laughs) even like, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this garbled sound or these high pitched noises, uh, when he's first learning sign language, he's sitting there not understanding anything anybody is saying Mm -hmm. because they're all signing. And, uh, it just really takes you on that journey with him.
0: Yes. And they, they play with diegetic and non-diegetic sound Mm -hmm. too, to like, you know, drive home, what can be heard and Mm -hmm. what you gain from hearing things. And yeah, I don't I still don't know the difference between sound mixing and sound editing, but Mm -hmm. if both of those Oscar's don't go to Sound of Metal, then go screw yourself Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Like honestly. It is. It's because you can say that, you know, things sound great and like Dunkirk or whatever Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan movies, you know, Tenet's gonna be nominated for everything, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um but Uh, never has a movie really played with it to the extent to push the narrative forward and to characterize Mm -hmm. and to really drive home you know the point of the film Mm -hmm. so not
1: just like explosion sounding cool right right Mm -hmm. exactly this is it's a crucial element of it
0: or whatever you got (laughs) (laughs) exception etc and that isn't to say that you know it's not hard to do that like yes, there is absolutely craft and skill that goes into all of it. I'm just saying that this had craft skill narrative character yeah, to, and emotion
1: like it's an all importance. Behind it.
0: yeah so so that's that's it. That's 15 films, both of our top tens. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk kind of about the year uh, in general like what mm-hmm. do you what do you kind of feel how do you feel 2020 was in terms of movies overall?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because we lost a lot of the movie going experience this year.
0: Yeah, and we didn't we lost a lot of the movies this year. Well, yeah, know?
1: things being pushed back, obviously. Right. Um, but there's something to be said for seeing a movie in a theater. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we've tried our best with our little home setup here, uh, but it's still not the same of the total disconnect. Um, you know, at home here, we still have, like, the cats bothering us or, you know, <laughs> yes. something. The 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 washing machine is running or something like that. The heat kicks on and it's loud. Yeah. Where you go to movie theater. Which, to, to be theater. fair,
0: actually happens in movie theaters quite often.
1: Yeah, but it's different. It's not, like, right behind you. No. Just, yes.
0: But it's louder.
1: Yes. Um, But to be able to just sit with and with other people as well, you know, I part of the reason why i love going to the movies is to get the reaction of other people Mm -hmm. if you see a scary movie or you see as sometimes as annoying as people can be you know like oh that's the name of the movie yeah (laughs) you know like people doing wait who's that guy now what did he say
0: yeah i don't miss that (laughs) no i don't miss that
1: but i miss (laughs) um you know some of these movies on the list that might have um you know sort of Like realization moments, yeah. Or, you know, like I can imagine in Mulan when she like, you know, sheds her armor and has her cool outfit on and like lets down her hair. Like I can imagine people clapping or woo the yeah, yeah, you go girl or whatever. Like hearing that, people
0: would say that because we watched it in the nineties.
1: People say that. Oh yeah, people 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 still say you go girl. Yeah.
0: You uh, made fun of me for slaps. and that yes, was you're right. yeah, That was right. last year.
1: Whatever. Uh, okay. That, like, sharing the excitement and the camaraderie of, like, we're all here to watch this movie together and we're all enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even some of these movies, I feel like we, I could hear people crying <laughs> while, you know, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing some of the kids' movies, seeing, seeing children react- reactions to this uh, can be really fun as well. Um, like, you know, a big group of children that you don't personally know. It's <laughs> uh, fun to see those reactions. So obviously the year was rather disappointing just in in that aspect. But I do appreciate that um, I probably saw more movies this year, no, still, and movies that I wouldn't have necessarily given a chance to. Yeah. Because we were going to go see something else. Sure, um, sure. And with a little more time on our hands and – you know, not confined to movie showing times, we ended up pricing a lot more movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think i I have a I have a spreadsheet of all <laughs> the films that I watch since two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> uh, but uh, I watched one hundred and twenty films this year, and that is you know more than I've watched in the past you know six years. So, mm-hmm. well. I was lucky enough to get to the theater about 90 times last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously it's way more when you're watching a Tom Hanks movie every day in November. Oh, true. <laughs> um yeah, I don't yeah, I don't miss people at movies, but I miss communities mm-hmm. at movies, if that makes sense. Yes. And I do really think that this year did allow us to see more offbeat things. Mm-hmm. Um as good as the Amber is sometimes it still even misses out on the smaller weird movies. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if like Save Yourselves would would've have been made there, it yeah. To the Amber or you know, Saint Francis definitely would have been. That's mm-hmm. like Amber catnip. But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the other things that we've seen that um, that we didn't Or didn't have time for in previous years either. Exactly. You know, we didn't see necessarily like a lot of 2020 movies this mm-hmm. year. We saw a lot of movies. Yeah. And there are things that we missed, you know, four or five, six years ago mm-hmm. that we got around to watching. And it was like, hey, that's great. Great movie, yeah. <laughs> it's off my list because they technically came out in 2019 in France mm-hmm. um, and had already generated Oscar buzz last year. And, you know, were kind of, to me... They feel like twenty nineteen movies. Yes, and those two movies were uh, Les Miserables, Mm -hmm. which is not not the musical, the Victor Hugo musical, um, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes, which was just great, fantastic.
1: They were both fantastic. Yeah,
0: both of them were. Um, Les Miserables is more about um, street level violence and crime in -hmm. France, and just it was really impactful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and um you know there's some some good action some good tension some great scenes of Mm -hmm. um you know some witty dialogue or not necessarily witty but good like Mm -hmm. back and forth kind of noir-esque
1: yeah there was definitely an element of that in it
0: yeah and then i know portrait of a lady on fire is one of your favorites
1: it was yeah. yeah i yeah i argue still that maybe it was a 2020 release maybe it should have been able to be on my list
0: I didn't tell you it couldn't be on your list. I just said it wasn't on my list. Uh,
1: It was great. I mean, I I didn't really know too much what to expect from it. Um, But it was just a super original story. You know, something um, very specific story. like Someone being hired to paint this person that doesn't want them, doesn't want their portrait. And I'm usually not one for those period pieces. Yeah. uh, But this was, it didn't necessarily have to be set in that time other than arranged, like, marriages that were more yeah. arranged she's being I, you know forced to marry somebody she doesn't like it's more where marriage is more political than it is you yeah, know for it love. doesn't
0: necessarily work in modern times like, no. the the weight of it all doesn't doesn't catch no all, but it doesn't
1: but... but being in that time doesn't necessarily drive the movie either
0: sure in
1: yeah um but just uh really original different and I didn't really know where it was going mm-hmm. and um just ultimately just really great yeah. Really great writing.
0: I mean, I don't know how necessarily, like, original it actually is, but I think it was, you know, it, it's an incredible work of filmmaking, for don't sure. think that's,
1: an, that's, like, a super specific story.
0: I, I don't know. I feel like movies, like, You have Carol, to come to this
1: island to draw this woman who doesn't want to well, be drawn. Well, that trying.
0: aspect of it, but I mean, yeah, that's you, what I mean, if you boil it down, it's unrequited love that's oh. not allowed. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, so that, it's like, but just the... It's all working within tropes. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie, I'm yeah, just saying, but like, that
1: but still that basic storyline is not one that i had seen before. Yeah,
0: i'm just saying that's... like that's like the specifics generally the, th- the
1: themes a... weren't a ri- weren't original yeah. but
0: No, but it was done like w- <laughs> more better. Oh, <laughs> nice. talk good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a higher quality film mm-hmm. than others in the category. That makes sense. That i've seen at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what else uh, would you say was an honorable mention?
1: Um, Bad education was mm. close. Yeah, was the HBO was c- close to being up there for me. So I Wolverine. mean, Wolverine. It's Hugh Jackman is and just C.J. Craig. Yes, <laughs> Hugh Jackman is just amazing. Allison Janney is just amazing. Yeah,
0: Hugh Jackman. Screw you, man! You're <laughs> just so talented. Can and do charming it, and everything. everything. Like, and you had like and massive sing like, and dance muscles and, and yeah. cut and everything. Yeah, like,
1: he's just incredible. Yeah. Um, but. I mean as a as a teacher it was an interesting perspective mm-hmm. as well that maybe people don't always fully understand just how corrupt and political our school systems can be and you think like oh how could they get away with that for so long well there unfortunately there are a lot of schools that get away with those types of things sure um so it was but it was ultimately just a really well told story yeah. Like the way that they approached it, it is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way they approached it in telling it, I I really enjoyed it.
0: Great cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, you know, Wolverine. <laughs> you did have your Alice and Jenny. You had um, mm-hmm. Ray Romano. Who's oh like, yeah,
1: Ray Romano was not that.
0: Really chill now. Like yeah, he's, he's got like some roles. Yeah, Like between this and um, the Camille movie, um, The Big Sick oh yeah, yeah yeah he's playing these like great just like characters yeah like he's not you know the deborah <laughs> yeah. guy you know he's like he's, i don't know he's just it's really fun to see like that's where he's at in his career um and then um her first name is escapes me but the the teenager the student in the film oh um, yeah something visual nathan i believe the star of uh broken hearts gallery Um, she was was good in it. Oh wait, she's in that. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, I love her.
0: Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, it was a it was a definitely
1: Gerald Geraldine was one Yes. Um. Yeah,
0: yeah, I forgot. she's she's great. I'm I'm excited anytime she's in a movie because it's Mm -hmm. generally pretty good, or at least she's totally watchable in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what about you? Was something else you had on your honorable mention list? So,
0: okay. When I tell you what movie this is, you're going to be like, yeah, there's no way that's a top 10. But this is a movie I did not expect much from.
1: I think I think if we're thinking of the same movie as also one on my list.
0: Okay. Um, I didn't expect really, like, anything from it mm-hmm. going in. Because I didn't really have an affinity for the property. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want
1: to go see this movie. Yes. Because I thought it looked so stupid.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which did. Uh, <laughs> but it should have Mm -hmm. Uh, because it was fun and it was stupid and it was turn your brain off shove popcorn in your face Mm -hmm. and sit there and smile and that is sonic the hedgehog yes because i was a nintendo kid i super nintendo through and through that's like my console that's Mm -hmm. the console i loved um you know as the marketing was supposed to back then it was a you know it was one side or the other, you know, mm-hmm. buttered toast up or buttered toast down. You know, it was Nintendo or uh, Sega does what Nintendo don't. And what I thought that meant was not make good games. Really? So it was like
1: a, And we had both. Oh, yeah. I no. was both Nintendo and Sega. Well, like some of girl. us weren't
0: that lucky, Monica. <laughs> it was both. Yeah. So I, I never, I, I'm really garbage at playing Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Like I've bought them since. I've know. seen it
1: firsthand. I'm terrible <laughs> at it.
0: Like it's. It's built like a platformer, but mm-hmm. all you do is hold a button and no, then hold another more. button. Like, I'm so bad it's at imp- it. fun. So, like, I've I've always liked the character design of Sonic, and mm-hmm. I love Tails. Um, but I was like, okay, like, I don't know what kind of narrative they're going to build around Sonic. Mm-hmm. And... It was I, really fun. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was just so fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love Ben Schwartz. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like, everything he's in, it, he's great yeah. in. Yeah. Um, specifically Parks and Rec, you know, he's, he's great in that, yeah. the yeah. <laughs> but he's the best. Um, yeah, th- it's just so much fun. It was and very surprising. James Marsden didn't, you know, bother me mm-hmm. <laughs> even though he's like. Gorgeous. no oh, I don't know. He's uh. kind of, he's, he's sub solid. Like, oh boy. In either of <laughs> our go. definitions, you know, he's just fine. He's a generic white dude. Um, but yeah, d- uh, Jim Carrey. Oh I yeah, mean, he actually was really good as the villain. Vintage Jim Carrey, <laughs> yeah, an excellent haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah Sonic, and I, I, sort of judged... Super fun.
1: I sort of judged Jim Carrey. I'm like, really, that's what oh, Jim you, Carrey's reduced himself you judged to.
0: Something, yes. prematurely. Yeah, and oh, does that
1: actually? You know, did you? Did that's did something you? I often do.
0: She does it all the
1: time. Yeah, um, but it was very surprising.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Super super fun.
1: Um, another movie I think we both have on our honorable mentions uh, was uh, The Gentleman. The Gentleman. The Gentleman. Yes. And it was one of those that stuck around the bottom of both of our lists for a while. And then just more movies came and it just just didn't quite make, yeah. make the top. But that's a great, um, just a great film as far as telling a really cool, um, you know, character story of a character that you're not really sure... Is a good guy or a bad guy?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're going in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what you're getting. You're getting the snack, lock, lock, snack? Yeah. <laughs> snack and lock stock. Oh. What? Yeah, flip that, reverse <laughs> it. Snatch and lock stock mm-hmm. type movie. Um, but it's back to that quality, you know? Yes. He dipped for a while with layer cake. I never saw the... Um, What's it called? Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Oh, those were him?
0: Yeah, the Robert Downey Jr. ones.
1: They were... I kind of liked them. Most people didn't.
0: Yeah, I I never saw them. But um, this was kind of a return to form for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam are great in the Mm -hmm. movie. This is... Besides Paddington 2, the most I have ever liked Hugh Grant on screen. Oh, yeah. And he's I feel like his. because he was actually playing Hugh Grant, this, like, smarmy, greasy <laughs> dickhead of a guy. Oh, wow.
1: It's just
0: how I picture him in real life. Um, I'm sure he's a great dude besides, <laughs> you know, his troubles in the 90s. Yes. Whatever. But, um, yeah, I just ultimately didn't make my list. It's a little problematic in the way it treats certain things. Mm-hmm. Um there's some xenophobia and some just really bad uh, things used for humor. True. In terms of, you know, Asian characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like, okay, we, we've we moved past that. Yeah. Like, Madonna should have smacked him over the head and been yeah, like, what <laughs> are you doing? You know, or whatever she sounds like these yeah, days. Yeah, I think she's, yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's, yeah besides that, it's a fun, like, really fast-paced, mm-hmm. just breakneck speed type movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I didn't expect, it's usually not my kind of movie, so I didn't expect it. No, it's to really like it.
0: not. I was, like, shocked when I you really... it. I really,
1: something, something different about it. I think more that it was more focused on his character than necessarily, it also, it wasn't, it wasn't violent. Like I mean, it was but it wasn't violent. Tarantino. It wasn't it was, like yeah. I could tell myself that that person just got knocked out. Well, like you know, yeah, there wasn't you can a lot lie to of yourself
0: alive. That's fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: there wasn't a lot of like shoot 'em up violence. So yeah, uh, that you know, I like when that doesn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure uh the only other one that i have on my list i believe is also on yours is one that we watched recently and it's Mm -hmm. actually kind of horror bent and you actually like
1: yeah but it's more it's more thriller than horror no
0: it's definitely uh thriller Mm -hmm. um and that's run um starring sarah paulson and this is a a good tension building Mm -hmm. captive horror movie yes It's, it's just good there are some very outlandish parts i will grant you that and there are some parts where it's like really Mm -hmm. that's that's how you're gonna work out of that problem um but i I think i can overlook that enough not not enough to put it in my top 10 but Mm -hmm. enough that it's like this is still a good sit you know it's fun it's solid (laughs) oh boy
1: (laughs) well and um,
0: we should make t-shirts.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. solid. <laughs> yeah, for our
0: two listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, good or bad, question mark. We don't know. Yeah, solid. solid.
0: <laughs> it's like a scale. Yeah. Good, bad, and then where does this go? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> There you go. Start designing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed Run as well. Yeah, I do like thriller thriller movies. I don't like horror movies where there's like people running around murdering people. Yeah. stabby just, stabby scream screams. Yes. That's yeah. just not my type of thing. This is you know, one person like being evil and her trying to escape from it. Yeah. I think it's also important to note that the um, the main character in this is in um, a wheelchair in the movie, mm-hmm. but also in real life. Yes. So, um, you know, so often we see people playing the parts of someone who is disabled, but they are able-bodied and they don't, you know, encompass that disability. So it's nice to see that... They're starting to cast people that actually have the problems, or yeah. you know, the issues that the characters actually face, and yeah. I think that made it a little bit more authentic, um, even scarier in a way. You know mm-hmm. that this character actually does have you know these issues with her legs, so she yeah, can't. I, you know, I think it's because
0: in the back of your mind, you're you're not wondering whether that's a plausible thing to do exactly. Whereas you know. And even we remarked a couple times about the um, agility that she had, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in her chair and using her chair. Yes. That, you know, no matter how much an actor trains for, you're not Mm going to get the same amount of um, adeptness, you Mm -hmm. know. Like she's actually, she's she's running in this film, using her wheelchair. And her her name is Kira Allen, by Mm -hmm. the way. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, besides doing all the physical... Physicality, I thought she really, you know, handled herself very well. Oh, yeah, she's a
1: great actress. Acting against
0: Sarah Paulson. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a super fun movie and just one of those good, like, it's not the rote kind of, like, you know, really loud violin string type jump scares where there's, like, somebody in the background and, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It's just a good building tension
1: when you're and it's more it's more mystery too like you're yeah you know you find out early on that something's wrong you know and but you're figuring it out along with the character right and it's it's pretty cool yeah this would have been one that would have been fun to see in a movie theater yeah you know there would have been cheesy moments of people playing like oh yeah (laughs) oh no yeah (laughs) but that that can make it uh more fun
0: yeah, yeah yeah this horror movies i would say are the ones that you know you do like to see around people if um that or you know the big tentpole like marvel movies yeah, yeah. although it would have been very interesting to see wonder woman in theaters oh. and see it, if you know the rest of the crowd was reacting <laughs> the way we were yeah just groaning yeah.
1: I, I only had one more on my list for yeah, mentions. Yeah, um, the one i had was uh, lovebirds
0: very fun movie. A
1: great, I mean, a silly rom-com mystery chase movie, mistaken identity. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there was a lot going on there, uh, but it it ultimately was just really fun. Yeah. And it's the type of, it's what I wanted out of a rom-com, but mm-hmm. also had a cool, you know, mystery aspect to it um, as well. So that that was on my list early on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, then, and I was, I was kind of surprised just because of how much of a, just, you know, a light fare mm-hmm. it is. Um, but I, I would say this, if you've seen Date Night mm-hmm. and you liked Date Night, You'll you like will this like more. this because it is a better movie. <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen Date Night because you thought Date Night looks stupid, this is a better, better movie. <laughs> yes, you should still see this. <laughs> so, if you were at all interested in that, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Kamal Nanjiani is so great. Yeah,
1: he was super funny. In and
0: this. Um, Issa Rae is she just was great too. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah, there, she's pretty
1: look cat too. There's
0: the well, yeah, <laughs> there's the you know mistaken identity. There's the like you know guy in over his head physically. There's mm-hmm. there's all the good beats that you want in this film and they're done well
1: yeah i mean yeah. it's yeah it's not anything it doesn't go outside of its genre it has even i mean taking on the rom-com genre and the sort of mm-hmm. you know spy type movie yeah like it's all in there so it's not anything necessarily original mm-hmm. but it just does it really well
0: yeah yeah so no, i totally yeah, i
1: highly recommend that one as well very, but they, it didn't very quite make movie. the list yeah did you have any more on your list
0: the only other ones I had on my list uh, were actually not 2020 films, but oh. I did want to highlight them just in that we saw them this year. Those two movies were Blind Spotting and Sword of Trust. Ah, uh, yes. Sword of Trust is a, you know, a quaint little film, like and not little in the pejorative sense, just mm-hmm. that it's got relatively low stakes and, you know, is just kind of a character piece mm-hmm. with a interesting um narrative where they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out the provenance the provenance proven provenance i don't know yeah. i don't know where you're going okay <laughs> the like where, where something came from oh like the lineage origin no there's an actual oh okay there, there could be i think of, okay. uh, of a civil war sword and in trying to find that they stumble on a community that is essentially like civil war deniers and you know just misinformation mm-hmm. junkies and it's a really interesting look at those kinds of subcultures what they mean mm-hmm. and then also just uh, a really nice character driven story um driven by a fantastic performance by mark Marin.
1: Mm-hmm. well and i love i love jillian um, bell
0: yes mm-hmm. who's uh, the girl to jump street yes yes mm-hmm um yeah she's great and she's you know um more of a kind of uh less of just the comedic relief yeah and she actually has like yeah she's got chops i mean um she was britney runs marathon right yes yes she was great in that film Mm -hmm. you know showed her range um yeah no uh, just a really nice like quiet film um that i that i really loved and then blind spotting is starring Debbie Diggs, and just one of the most powerful films about um, a guy who's on parole a century, right? He's released. Yes. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's on parole, and it's, I think, like the final three days of it. And he's just trying to stay clean in a world Not that do is anything, constantly, yeah. you know, essentially begging him to return to, you know, crime and And misdeeds and um within that he sees a cop shoot a unarmed black suspect and deals with that throughout the film and Mm -hmm. it is just so incredibly powerful and the final scene is one of the greatest climaxes to a film like in the last 20 years i don't know since i've like really started to like pay attention to movies movie, as yeah. movies, and not just you know disney films and jurassic parks and star wars and that stuff it's so incredible what they do and i don't, I don't want to really give it away but um I, I will say that only david diggs really could have pulled off mm-hmm. what is asked in that final scene.
1: yeah well what they do with what they, he does with language in that movie and mm-hmm. his writing ability and his rapping ability is uh is pretty fantastic it's yes. a very powerful movie yeah it's
0: a must watch and honestly I don't care if you like it like yeah no you just you, you just, just need to it. see it yeah
1: <laughs> I would agree with you on that yeah
0: so while I was ranting about those two movies did you have a chance to look at your list and find any gems from yesteryear that you would like to from discuss from yesteryear well, you know, we we kicked it so old school with the holidays, and you know, watching Klaus from 2019. So,
1: oh, that was that was really fun. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I don't think there. Oh, yes, there was one, um, the Hunt, Hunt for Wilder People.
0: Yes, another fantastic movie.
1: Uh, was just a really cute story. Yeah, I and mean, very underrated. I think
0: Taika Waititi is just. such a good storyteller whether it's thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. which is amazing bombastic you know crazy over the top type action this film jojo rabbit which is you know heartbreaking um real grounded stuff he's just so good or you Mm -hmm. know the mandalorian episodes that he directs like he is such a singular voice and Mm -hmm. really is a a great part of today's film's film landscape
1: yeah. and that's yeah just a, a really sweet uh really sweet story yeah and i hadn't heard of it and then um the one other one was um the untouchables yeah the french french film and it was remade in america with uh kevin hart and
0: brian cranston yes yeah uh,
1: but the original which was called the upside yes yeah the original french version yeah Was really just really heartwarming, Um, just a different look at that specific type of life, Mm -hmm. I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, That I would I would recommend that one as well.
0: Yeah, that one's great, and we will enter pretension corner and say watch the french version and not oh, yes. the american <laughs> version because the french version is so much better <laughs> yes i mean is...
1: they they did a good job with it but it's it was not good but they good.
0: they added some stuff that mm-hmm. was really eye-rolly
1: yeah i know? agree yeah
0: yeah, yeah. just so, read
1: the subtitles yep um so i think that yeah. kind of wraps it up the the best t- films of 2020,
0: 2020. So tell us what you guys liked What are your top tens of the year Top fives, top threes, whatever you want to say Mm -hmm. Um, What's your top one Um, Why was it I don't know I don't even see... This is such a weird year. I don't even really know like what the big movie is that everybody is on the same page about that mm-hmm. they love. You know what I mean? Like there's like last year, it was like Parasite, 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 Parasite. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Everybody loves Parasite because Parasite mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's like... I guess it's sold. I think it I is, and I yeah. think
1: we are just in the minority. Yeah, we're just
0: not... I, I want to love it. Madams, tell me why I should love it. Yes.
1: Oh, um, I, I should mentioned that one of our viewers has an issue with our madams um term. Oh okay. Did I tell you this? And we know um, they're not viewers. Uh, listeners. Yes, one of our listeners has an issue with calling our listeners madams uh because it sounds like madams as in the women who ran brothels back in the day. So, they have an issue with that. <laughs> okay so we might want to reconsider
0: <laughs> springing this on me on the air that's am, fine that's I great am. thanks i appreciate that setting me up to look the fool yes okay well sure we don't mean to insinuate that any of you run prostitution rings or legal or non-legal you know sex trades so we'll we'll uh rethink that i guess we'll be cutting
1: this from the episode <laughs> <laughs> why bring it up
0: why bring it up great cool so yeah hit us with your list uh, follow us on instagram at married movies podcast uh, send us a email an electronic mail a missive a pigeon whatever married movies podcast at gmail.com and uh we're on itunes and spotify now so uh it would really help us out if you rate and review the podcast you know drop us five stars let us uh you know just be like ah, oh, these guys are so funny and their yes. takes are garbage but they're good to listen to or yes. whatever they called me the proprietor of a whorehouse so <laughs> you know whatever you want to say just give us five stars <laughs> we're off the rails this episode <laughs> this is derailed. the longest episode i think we've recorded the longest recording session that we've done mm-hmm. so we're gonna go before we really stick our foot in it <laughs> yes. so that'll do it for 2020
1: 2020 goodbye good riddance. Yes.
0: peace out don't let the door hit you or <laughs> the good word split you uh you know what do get us yeah okay, get out and, of here but all right <laughs> so that's it for this year of married at, at the, the movies, movies. Oh, why would you have to mention it? Now I got to look it up because I feel stupid. Uh, Sam okay.
1: <laughs> You well, talk about
0: it. Uh, I'm not crying. It's not about cupcake and candies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> Sean just gets so excited about talking about Onward. He <laughs> can't think of words.
0: <laughs> Deep breath. And... Getting back into it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) None for Sue or Jerry. None for Sue or Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) And it
0: just came back.
1: talking about my other honorable mention
0: yeah you want to talk about Portrait a lady of fire or just <laughs> laugh about the trailer
1: just, uh no it was just a great movie i mean i don't really remember what to say about it
0: now <laughs> 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 okay <laughs>